0: Welcome to Make It Plain from Make Plain Jesus Ministries, featuring Pastor James Bryan, where we take biblical truths in everyday situations and break them down to be as plain as possible. So stay tuned and enjoy the broadcast. Welcome everybody to Make It Plain. And in this particular episode, we have a wonderful opportunity just to share something else with you, something I want to say unique, but I I probably shouldn't go that far, but I would say something that is relevant to your life today. My name is James Bryan, and I am your host today as we share some truths from a biblical perspective, but that are very practical and applicable to your daily life. And so we want to spend some time talking about a topic that I want to call, Who Should We Pray For? Who Should We Pray For? When you think about that topic, when you think about just that question, it can bring all kinds of thoughts to your mind. And so the questions can be, what do you mean, who should I pray for? I pray for my family. Or it could be, wait a minute, why are you asking me this? Or there could be a litany of other questions that come from it. But some of you may not even have given it thought, and and I want you to take some time as you listen to this episode of the podcast, Make It Plain, that you begin to consider within yourself, well, who am I praying for? Or even more direct to the point, am I praying for anybody? You see, often we get in this trap that if we pray at all, we'll pray for ourselves. And we may pray for family at times depending on how much they've annoyed us lately. And so we have to really rethink what it means to pray for people. We have to really rethink about, well, what is it that we are expected to do? Oftentimes people will say, I'm a good person, right? Well, that may be true and it may not be true. And and the Lord judges that. But what we have to know that if... If we have any focus on following Jesus from a Christian perspective, then the expectation is that we pray for others. And we pray for others, and we do it according to his will, right? And when we think about it from that perspective, we'll pray, it will actually impact not only the person you're praying for, but also yourself and those that are in that whole sphere of influence. And so we want to talk a little more about that over the next few minutes that I have your time. And so hopefully your your ears are opening and you're, you're thinking through everything that we're sharing this morning or afternoon or evening, depending on the time in which you're listening to this. So when I ask the question about who should you pray for, it's a stumbling block for many people when they try to answer it. And so if you take the understanding that okay I have to pray for my family and that's where my focus is family first right well let's look at that what does that mean if you're praying just for you and your your siblings or your spouse or your parents alone that's good that's expected that's necessary if you aren't even doing that amount You have to rethink about, well, how do I begin to pray for them? And I'm going to help you there in a few minutes. But let me back it up even further. The thought just came to my mind is that, well, there are many people that don't know what prayer really is. I mean, they have some impact based on what they've seen people do. But really, if I put this at the most basic form or simplistic form, prayer is communication with the Lord. You're speaking. But guess what? He's speaking too. You're answering. It's a conversation. It's really what it's intended to be. And so some people get caught up into, well, that means I have to stand a certain way and I have to start off with a certain set of words and I have to sound like brother, deacon, sister, Mister, so-and-so down the street but that's not what it is. He's created us all in a unique way, so he wants us to be able to communicate the way that we communicate. And so, that's what prayer is. Now, knowing that, then who do you pray for? Now, it's very easy to pray for people that you like. It's somewhat easy to pray for relatives, depending on your relationship and how well you get along. And it's easy to pray for yourself. But the question becomes, is that enough? Who else should you be praying for? Should I really spend the time, you should probably ask, should I really spend the time praying for people even if I don't really know them? Is that the expectation? Let me just share something with you. Um, The Apostle Paul was speaking to his spiritual son Timothy. And In that first letter, or as many will know, epistle that was sent, um, he said, Therefore I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Yes, I brought it up on my computer. Uh, Be made for all men. So what he's saying is, you know, he wants his spiritual son to pray for all of these leaders for all men and women, all people is what he's saying. And then he specifically begins to say for kings and all who are in authority. And so if I translate to this year and this century and this time, um, so we're talking now about all leaders, presidents, vice presidents, politicians, CEOs, Uh, managers, uh, you know, keep on going down the list, those folks that are in a position of authority. And they have an influence on you and others and, and the community and so forth. And so he's saying to Timothy, you need to pray for all of them. He did not say pray for the ones that you like. He did not say pray for just the ones that go to your church. He didn't say, just pray for the ones that are in your family or in your neighborhood. He said, pray for them all. And so there was no qualification about how good the person had to be in order for you to pray for them. Think about that for a minute. When you turn the television on and you see the faces of certain people, politicians or leaders, which of those really bother you or or they seem to have a a perspective on life that's very different from your own. You probably can name some names of folks that are very different from you that you just don't agree with anything about them. But guess what? The expectation is that you would still pray for them. The expectation is that you would still intercede for them. So then the question that you probably would have is, oh, why should I? I don't care for that. Why should I spend the time? Let whatever happens, happens. I don't care. And so you may have that emotion inside. You may, you may have that feeling inside, but yet I want to tell you something else. The expectation is that you pray for them because, and as it says in, in later on in that, in that verse in First Timothy, it says that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. In other words, you're praying for them so that you and everyone else that's influenced by their level of authority can have a peaceable life, can have a godly life, can have one that they're allowed to be free and do the things that are right. You see, when you pray for those leaders, you're praying for them, but you're also praying for everyone else. You're interceding for everyone else. And so that's why the, the emotional uh, response about, I don't like them and all, although you may feel it, isn't the reason or the justification to not pray for them. If a person is in charge of a whole corporation, well, you're getting paid by that corporation, so you want that corporation to still exist. So you pray for them, not for from being selfish but you pray for them and everybody else and their families that work there. And then the things that may not be quite right with that person, the way they're thinking and all, guess what, changes can happen through prayer. And so we have to make sure that we take that time on a regular basis to pray for others. Even if we don't know how any kind of change will come about. I read an article recently And it was an older article, but it was written and talked about a particular author. And this person uh, has written many, many, many books over time. Well, during his journey and during his his career, he was able to meet some important figures on the global stage. And a number of years ago, um, he was able to build a relationship with Yasser Arafat. And so you know this is a while ago. And so he was able to build a relationship. This author was Christian, but of course Yasser Arafat was not. And so what he would always do is pray for Yasser Arafat, and he would make it known that's what he was doing. And they built the relationship in a bond, even though from a religion perspective, they weren't on the same page. But he saw that that person cared for him, and, and so they built a friendship, and they built a level of respect, even though they were in different beliefs. You see the pattern here? And so he still prayed for him. And so they were glad to see each other and spend time with each other and things like that. And so that that bridge of separation was now, um, or that, that gulf of separation was now bridged. And so they were able to relate That same pattern when you're praying for one another, it shows that you care. It shows that you care for their well-being. And you may never come to the same fundamental agreement as about what you believe versus someone else. But because you're taking the time to pray for them and care for them, you can still build a a productive friendship or a a productive uh, relationship, if you will, and so that's something that's very important, and that comes through praying for them. Now, I can hear some people starting out, and, and maybe they're saying, well, that sounds like a great story, but this person really gets on my nerves, and I don't care for them. I don't like anything about them. I even see them, and then all of a sudden I feel repulsed, and, and the list goes on and on. So what I want to say to you is think about it just for a minute, Okay. Think about all of this for a minute. Now, you may start to say, well, if I have to pray for someone like that, I'm just going to say, let the fire and brimstone fall. I'm going to say, whatever happens to them just happens. They deserve it. But I want you to look at it a bit differently. I want you to take a moment and, and think about this a bit differently. Now, the, Excuse me. The way that you pray for them it is one out of love. <clears throat> it's one out of caring. It's a you pray for them because the Lord will want you to pray for them. You pray that the Lord's will be done in their life. You pray that their hearts be open to what the Lord is saying and doing. You pray for blessings in their life. So that they could see who the one is that blesses them, meaning the Lord. You pray for a you know health and everything else. You pray for good things in their life and let the Lord work it. You see, the Lord is the one who can turn hearts. Even those who seem to be totally against everything that seems right from your perspective, He can turn those hearts. And so when you pray for them, they understand that you care. And maybe if you pray for them, that, that that boss who is totally over you, that manages every bit of what you do, like a deep micromanager, may all of a sudden relent and stop doing it. And you may just notice the change, and that person may not even notice it. You may also see a change for them because they may start asking questions and about you know what's going on within the, the whole uh, work environment or, or what have you. And they may ask you more about how you have your faith the way it is. And, and they may ask questions about how together you can work to, for the benefit of other people that are around. There's a win for others. It isn't always about yourself. And so when you go about praying for them, it releases some of the burden that you have and some of the anger also. And so that's why it's important that the Bible talks about praying for all men, that you can live peaceably. The reason that you can live peacefully, or as it says, peaceably, is also that you're getting rid of or uh, or, or dissipating the anger that is built up inside. And so that's why we have to do that. So for a fun exercise, you should... Think about someone that you really don't care about or someone that has really gotten on, as we always said, your last nerve. Think about that person. And it may get you a bit hot while you're thinking about them. And then try to go and begin to pray for them. And your prayer at first might be all of 30 seconds or a minute. But keep that going. And over time, you'll find that even though you don't agree, whether it's philosophically or politically or in whatever way you're thinking about you'll find yourself caring more about them. You'll find yourself having the anger starting to dissipate. You'll find yourself building a relationship with them in a positive way, just like I told you in that story about the author who had built one with Yasser Arafat. And so there are many other stories like that. I'm sure that if I asked some of you that would be listening, you could probably pull an example or two where you really stretched and even though you didn't want to, you still prayed for someone. And in the end, things worked out well and you were even amazed about how well they worked out. And so I want you to really think about this for a minute because it's important in the time in which we live. Everything that you watch, Everything that you hear is so divided and it is so volatile. But when you pray for somebody else, that begins to change everything. And that begins to make it better even for those who are influenced by those leaders. And I just want you to know that's God's expectation is that we pray for one another. So what will you do? How will you go forward? Will you take that time? Will you take the time and pray, even for your enemies, if you will? Will you take that time to care? You know, when you get into prayer, you begin to find out that if you're faithful in doing that, he'll begin to put other people on your mind to pray for. And you may not even know them personally. You may only know of them. And oftentimes, what you see of them is not always the truth of them. Because when you see it on any type of media, they will show you a portion to fit the story. And so the Lord may ask you to pray for somebody. And you may never meet them in person, but He's asking you to pray for them. Why would He do that? So that you and everybody else could live peaceably, so that you can have peace in the way that you live your daily life. Doesn't that sound good? Isn't that something that you desire? I think it is the freedom of being able to not have all of the other commotion, but the freedom to be able to live and move about and do everything else that comes when you pray for people and be consistent about it. While you're doing that, there's something wonderful to think about. Let me see if you can guess what it is. You're probably wondering, well, what is he talking about right now? Well, sometimes you need to realize that while you don't know who they are, there are people that are praying for you. For just like the Lord may get you to pray for someone that is not that close to you or that you don't care for, there are others who are still praying for you in the same manner. Think about that for a minute. And so when you pray as a reminder... You want to pray for God's will in their life. You want to pray for mercy in case, you know, they may really be outside of the will of God. You want to pray for mercy. You want to pray that the Lord opens their eyes and the Lord gives them wisdom so that they can make decisions that will benefit all that they influence. Pray for that wisdom. And that will benefit you also. So you pray in that manner. You, you pray in, in those things. And maybe sometime they may go through something, maybe a, a family struggle or some other type of thing. That's your opportunity to continue to pray and encourage them, even if two days before you may have been arguing with one another. That's how this works. It's a marvelous thing to think about and it's a simple concept for you to grasp and for me to grasp and, and put to work. The question is, will you do it? I think you can, and I believe you will, and I know that you'll begin to see results. So who should you pray for? The answer is everybody. Leadership? Politicians? Local leadership? Global leadership? Family members? Those that may be Christian or not, you pray for them. That's what the expectation is. So I hope this has been something good for you that will help you in your daily life and give you some food for thought. I hope that it's something that is so um, impactful that you'll share it with other people and let them know about the podcast. And until then, I want to make sure that you stay connected. And may God bless you until we speak again, okay? Have a good one.